We're going to talk about the Super Bowl ads. Yesterday, we preempted that because we have to wait for the dust to settle. You know, nothing happens this fast in the world. Um, and so now we've got some a really great article from uh, one of the guys at System One, I think. And um, I watched a, I was on a one-hour System One discussion. I learned a lot about how they measure all of this stuff. And they actually do facial stuff so that you can tell if people are happy or sad or angry or what. And we'll get into that in a second. But one of their top picks, or maybe the, I think their top pick, well, we'll get into that. But I think their top pick was was the Michelob Ultra. And um, I just had a lot of trouble with that because, you know, I, I, I lettered in soccer. I was the team captain. I mean, I was you know, pretty fair soccer player, but I'm not rating the number one ad for a football game as a soccer player, kicking the ball around. And you see, that's the trouble. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the trouble with experts versus data. Okay. I think it's going to be good. I think you should hang on. But first, let's watch Arnold. He rescues the puppies and uh, he's coming out of the, the, there's the burning house you can see that and that's where we're going to pick it up here it comes we've got the puppies the house thank blows you agent up. state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there cut <laughs> hey arnold i'm hearing neighbor it's neighbor that's what i said neighbor 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 let's go again like a good neighbor state farm is there cut now what neighbor yeah neighbor just like it's written in the paper neighbor <laughs> That was the sheep, that and you know it. Neighbor. Still no. Neighbor. 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 This lady is in neighbor. What? Arnold, got a bit of a script change. You'll love this. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You are a backstabber. I'm You're a, a backstabber. backstabber. I'm a backstabber. <laughs> so, um... Here's the top 10 Super Bowl ads from USA Today, which is kind of the one everybody sort of looks at. They do have an ad metering. And what I learned yesterday on the System One webinar was that they no longer just have 20 people in a room that are turning a dial. You know, that was one of the problems with that, which is the way it used to be done, was people got sick of them by the by the second half. And so the, the, as we showed the data, not much for data. As we showed the data, the if you ran your ad in the second or, or third or fourth quarter, it it got really low ratings. But that could have been because of the people <laughs> playing the game. So uh, USA Today has expanded that dramatically, um, and uh, but it doesn't say exactly how. Uh, Rick Suter doesn't give us that l- l- that little bit of information. But here's their, their number 10 was Doritos. We'll just skip down. Their number one was, in fact, like a good neighbor. Okay, State Farm reunited an all-time duo in the 62nd spot, which features Arnold Schwarzenegger as, a state, as, an, as Agent State Farm. See, I didn't realize that. In the movie State <laughs> Agent State Farm, along, alongside the legendary... Uh, action hero, his sidekick Danny DeVito, <laughs> who steps in with a bit of neighborly 
Annunciation help. It's not like the Feast of the Annunciation. <laughs> we could say articulation, something. But, you know, it, you know, if you've ever tried to learn a, a foreign language, a lot of times you can't hear. You literally can't hear the differences because, you know, you're not raised in the language. Uh, your brain basically sorts out the, so, the – and it, when you're born, you have, like, a whole a, a rift array of sounds that you potentially can learn. But by the time you – you're one or two you've you've learned those sounds and you just can't hear necessarily hear the differences in another language and there's a obviously funny stories about people getting up and giving a speech and using a really wrong word um, that sounds a lot like an, a similar word so we're not going to blame Arnold Schwarzenegger who I think went to went to uh, gee he went to Superior UW Superior, I think, and got his marketing degree in Wisconsin. He's a, a UW Wisconsin graduate from the university system, not the University of Wisconsin, like Ohio State says. Um, they only have one school, I think. We have a whole array, which makes us the first or second biggest. I think California might be the biggest, uh, but we're the second largest university system in the world, I believe. I don't know if that's still accurate. But anyway, here's the article by Andrew Tyndall. And apparently he has some association with uh, System 1. And he says he was up late the last two nights um, sorting out, which of course would be Sunday night, Monday. Yeah, okay, that's right. Sunday night, Monday night. Um, it was Adland's worst Super Bowl in years. But everyone's too afraid to tell you. But he's not. Andrew's not. Okay, so he must work with John Evans, who uh, I'm connected with. So I'll send, I'll reach out to uh, to Andrew. <clears throat> but anyway, um, they tested all 70 of the 24-20 Super Bowl ads with over 10,000 Americans to understand consumers' thoughts and feelings. And they, they do some kind of facial measurement, um, which was explained on the webinar. I want you to know I do background research on this show, Okay. And they have four other or five, four or five years of previous history, um, where hopefully they've actually compared where the brand, whether the brand built or shrank, because of the Super Bowl ads. That would be really ducky, okay? And uh, so, what does a winning a Super Bowl even mean? Wouldn't it be nice if marketers spent money making ads that grew brands? That is not even on the plate. <laughs> most ad agencies they want to win awards they would like their super bowl ad to be remembered but they don't care really that they sell your product <laughs> not really okay and uh and andrew got a doctorate at the university at university college london and then went into regular advertising marketing booze for bacardi and diego um and was taught to make evidence-based decisions and we we throw that stuff around, but we really, really don't get it. And that's why I wanted to talk about this article, because I like that Andrew put in the hierarchy of evidence. Okay, write this down, take notes, PhD level stuff. Okay, so here is expert opinion and background information. That's basically what you get here every day. Why? 
Because in marketing, that's pretty much all their stinking is, right? We don't, for some reason, want to really know the answer. Our direct mail buddies know. And if you read Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins at scientificadvertising.com, it's, I think, $4 now. It used to be free, but I think it's $4. It's well worth it. You can download the PDF. If you pay $9, I think it's 9 you get the audio version. And so you can listen to it over and over. And I have that downloaded. I'm not giving it to you. Go over to scientificadvertising.com. But anyway, so when he was working on his Ph.D., they didn't even they certainly didn't allow him to use expert opinion as evidence for his whatever he was writing about. They didn't really even let him use case reports. What's the difference between a case report and a case study? I'll tell you what. Okay? Case studies, real case studies have controls. Really really good case studies have cohort studies. Okay, where they do multiple studies with multiple controls and look at variables different ways. What really, really, really great studies have are randomized controlled trials, RCT, okay, where we really try to isolate for the variables of impact, okay, and then they go through meta-analysis is comparing to other studies and systematic review where they go out and find other people to, to tell if they actually set up the experiments right. Now, when I got started in direct marketing, basically, we took a set of labels and we chopped them in half. Okay, so labels came four up. Let's see. We'll say like this, but they actually were this big. Labels came printed up, uh, and they were called Cheshire labels. And that meant they were printed on paper, and we'd take the labels over to the letter shop, and we would put glue on them and stick them. We'd cut them into pieces. The machines would cut them into pieces, and they would glue them on to our mailer. <clears throat> okay? Believe it or not. Uh, and the reason we did that was because when they were printed out four up, we literally, when we did A-B splits, these were not like every other person who comes to your website. That is not a valid randomized split, right? All those people have a skew that they care about your website. They may not care much, but they at least turned up somehow, right? Or they may have been pushed there by Google or some, or some other advertising. They're not a random sample. When we took a mailing list and cut it in half, chunk, and did two to this mailing piece and two to that piece, it's a randomized sample. Got that? Our entire list was split so that we knew that we had at least a representative sample of that list in both sides. That doesn't make it perfect. There could still be a big order that came from one piece or the other. There were still things you had to look at and be careful of. But this is why direct mail has a tradition of insight that no other media has. Because they're not, it's very, very difficult to get a good random sample in any other media, right? Because people have proclivities to a, a, a TV show A or a TV show B. You know, you weren't able to, to, to show every other household one ad versus another. 
just broadcast as it broadcasts. Now you can maybe with with streaming or on or live, but again, you have to be very very careful because those are already a skewed sample. Okay, so bravo for that. Why aren't we up in here? Because people don't feel like it and they don't want to use mail mostly. Okay, all the articles you see from senior marketers sharing their favorite ads are brilliant and draw from decades of experience. Still, they firmly sit at the bottom of this evidence pyramid. And so do the judges giving out the awards for the most flashy advertising, right? Just above the layer that my, <laughs> at the bottom, just above the layer that my director told me wasn't I wasn't allowed to draw in, okay? At the bottom, right? which is an inevitable brown layer base called some wanker's opinion on LinkedIn. Okay? That's not to say we need to use systematic reviews to create ads, but to understand how ads perform, we need to reach high up on this pyramid as possible to get evidence supporting these experts' efforts. Right. Okay. So, anyway, Orlando Wood, building on the work of of Les Bennett and Peter Fields, the long and short of it, which Mark Ritson is a big fan of, built this system to evaluate ads. And I should say, their ranking of the Super Bowl came out fairly similar to the ranking that uh, USA Today did now in, the, in their spike analysis, which I hope we get to. Um, they, but they have a star read, rating, and they compare that with, uh, I think that's estimated share of voice. I don't know what the E is for. <laughs> but anyway, the EOV on its own is only 27% predictive, but with, the, with, the, uh, with their stuff added, it's 48% predictive of who's going to get more market share downstream from their advertising. Um, and so... He doesn't want to give us his opinion um, like he does on LinkedIn. He's going to actually go with the study. And the first thing he mentions was the Timu ad, which was the ad with the pink prices flying around that my son said, oh, that's – no, my daughter said that's just garbage from, Can from China. There's nothing – there's no good quality there at all. So she'd heard of it. I'd never heard of it. I said, I buy a lot of junk from China. On eBay, she said, yeah, but that's not junk like this. This is really junk. So anyway, she knew what that was. I didn't know. This year's Super Bowl ads were generally the worst I've seen in a while. About a third of them scored a one star and failed to elicit any positive brand building emotions. Okay, so there we go. Um, here's the ones. So they, they were worse down here in 2019. No, no, this is the, oh, I don't know how how this is overall doesn't look right how can that be it's really hard to read this let's see if i can make it bigger and make it oh us general oh this is general advertising okay so generally most ads do nothing <laughs> one or two stars is like 80% okay but every now and then there's a good one this year there weren't any good ones there weren't any five stars at all okay and um you could say 50% or more, 60%, were generally not going to build your brand. Okay, so this was 
about although that's about the same that's about the average average year the but the ones were worse than average so the super bowl it tends to have fewer mindlessly uh mindlessly neutral ads okay so here's the top 11 they're broadly entertaining they have no complex in joke or reliance on you knowing who uh the celebrity is okay <laughs> they kept putting beyonce's name up there and i said is this beyonce <laughs> I didn't know who she. I don't know who she is, you know, and it just didn't make any sense at all. Um, T-Mobile had Zach and and Donald on again, singing musical sort of things. My kids told me that was Aquaman. I didn't know, so I disagree a little bit. Um, there were four ads that had zero. <laughs> it got zero in the Super Bowl winners. The winner was Ultra. Reese's was about how they were gonna they were gonna discontinue something and they were going to make a limited edition caramel but they're going to make millions of them okay uh this is the i think this is the usa today or the spike or the no this is the fluency so for brand recognition and ultra was right in front of messy on the bar tab so the state farm didn't do too well on fluency um and some of them, they, they couldn't recall, not even 20% could recall who the ad was for. I always like to see the losers. So this is their standout was Ultra and um, in the star category. So they think these are going to have long-term positive impact on the brand. Um, and where did I get? Oh, that was the that was the spike index was the was the top was the one where it was uh where it was the top rated state farm okay here's state farm okay that's the stuff oh, so they did okay so they were number four okay um and i've already shown you the uber eats and uh i didn't think much of the pfizer hellman's i don't like cats so you know you're dead there budweiser i'm not that high on dogs either <laughs> So my favorite was probably the State Farm. That's enough for today. I can't get to the test results. I'll get you tomorrow. Have a great day. Don't forget to put on your calendar that we're going to have a, uh, a meetup next week, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Chicago time. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.